Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. Greetings and salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey of all the things in pop culture that you consume, the stuff you're insatiable for, the stuff that you find truly bingeable. Okay, it has been a minute. We've taken two summer hiatuses. It's just what it's my style. Okay, I was on vacation and then I got back and I got a little bit sick, but not like sick, sick. Like I didn't have like COVID and wasn't like that kind of sick. My eye, I had like an issue with my eye. So I was like in and out. Of, I went to urgent care, went to some doctors and that sort of thing. So I'm on a bunch of medications. I feel like a crazy person because I'm just on like <laughs> everything from like extra antihistamine drops that I'm dropping into my eye to like a steroid, blah, 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 blah. But we are here because I needed to make sure that we drop something this week because I don't, I don't like being away from you guys and I don't like being away from my friends. And my other friends that we're going to have here today is Miss Aguida Ramirez. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So, and I actually got to see Aguida recently when Yay. I was in New York City for my little vacay, which was nice. I'm going to get into my whole vacation. I'm going to record a thoughts episode. We're going to do like an hour long. I have notes on it. I just haven't had time because of everything that's been going on in life. And then plus, life has been busy. Like I've been... um. You know, I did that whole thing where I like kind of like cleaned out my clients, you know, and there was a thing mm -hmm. where, okay, there's like a point in your life where you have to decide what you are going to take from people and what you are going to find acceptable in ways of being treated and whatnot. And boundaries. so, yeah, and that's not just boundaries. It's just, this is this is what I, this is what I accept. And this is what I do find acceptable. And this is what I do not find acceptable, you know, unacceptable and that sort of a thing. And, you know, it was just abusive um, on the parts of the clients and that sort of a thing. So I kind of got rid of some people and mm. then it just opened the door and it was very, very scary for a minute. And then all of a sudden something happened. <laughs> like <laughs> life got, it was really, really nice. And so old friends. Marie Kondo. Yeah, it was great because it was like I made friend, I made room for things. Yeah, that, that's you know, lovely. like yeah. So I just kind of one of the things I think I think just telling everybody out there that like, you know, we hold on to things, we hold on to relationships, we hold on to people, we hold on to sweaters, we hold on to clothes. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, like we just hold on to so many random things, and sometimes when it's like when you know it's time to like let go, and it can be very scary and very unsure. But sometimes mm -hmm. you have to because then you can hold on to something else. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're, you're, yeah. you're, you free your hands up for something else. So, um, yeah. So life, life is is crazy again, and I'm back in the full swing of events and things. But it was nice. I took my little break. I needed some time for me. We'll get into that on a separate episode. This is going to be something that we're going to drop <laughs> to you guys. So this is a Friday drop. There are no edits. We cannot say anything. 
scandalous unless it's just going to be out there because I cannot go and edit this tonight. We're going to add on some music and then we are going to take it on home. So that's what's no happening. problem. Yes. Cause when we were done recording this, I am going to get some food in my belly and <laughs> probably watch something and go to bed because I have had a week. So before we get any further, I do want to let you guys know. Okay. So today we're going to hit on, and just like that, I know we left you guys high and dry with the last three episodes. So we're going to kind of touch upon those, what our thoughts are, what our feelings. I've also been watching a couple new shows over on Peacock. I've been watching Twisted Metal. We need to talk about it a little bit. There is that new homosexual, homosexualis. Okay. <laughs> Uh, romantic comedy that's going on. It's not even a comedy. It's just a romance. It's like thing that's going on over at Amazon called Red, White, and Royal Blue. We'll discuss that for a oh, second. Oh, yeah. I saw mm-hmm. that advertised. Yeah. I watched that in the air, so it made me more emotional than it should have been. And then... <laughs> like crying when, on a plane. When y'all on a plane. And plus, I was a first class girl. Okay. And that was a whole other thing. Because that was... Okay. But anyways... um. There's also a reality show, okay, and I told friend of the pod, Chris Vance, over there at Baronite, about this recently, mm-hmm. and I think he even started it. It's called Welcome to Plathville. We're going to get into it. Okay, it's crazy. So <laughs> we're going to jump. Which... It's a reality that's... show. We're going to jump all over okay. the map. Okay. Okay. It's a TLC cool. show that's in its fourth season. I had no idea it even existed. I heard about it. Now I'm like, I'm in, and I don't even know if I like it, girl, because I don't know if it's <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what it's doing to my spirit, but then- <laughs> um okay so we're going to talk about a bunch of those kind of things before we get into that i do got to remind you guys about oso sucia okay go to Mm, www.ososuciaevents that's o-s-o sucia s-u-c-i-a events spell events for yourself dot com (laughs) (laughs) or ask theory She'll do it for you. Exactly. So you want to go to com. We are every third Friday. We are over at the rail in San Diego with a, another night. We are doing an underwear party this time. Okay. Ooh, so, yes. I love those. September love 15th. Those. Come take it off. Coat, uh, coat slash, slash clothes check will be open and free for y'all because <laughs> everybody was dming me because last month i was not there i understand that i will be there this month i will be there this month of september <laughs> everybody come on out take it off come and dance alfonso uh, alfonso tan from seattle is going to be in house you guys know you guys love him and uh we're also bringing out rico you know our resident dancer going to be out there shaking it with his dominican beautiful mm. curvy self and then we have mellow. yes we have <laughs> dre also you guys know you guys love dre you know from la and then we have a new boy coming to join us somebody that i have never even met in real life but um nelson was like okay do you like him he's got a big pp and that's <laughs> <laughs> that was a text message and i was like oh he's got a cute face and then i saw him and i was like yeah he's cute and then like yeah, it's a big PP, you guys. So please come out and see Anthony Cora as well. Okay. I think all of, okay, two out of three of our dancers have OnlyFans. So it's going to be one of those kind of nights. It's an underwear party. Um, It's going to be fun. And you guys don't even understand. We have so many other things planned for the rest of the year for like d- October, November, December. Dancers, DJs, they're all booked. Everybody is in the wings. November, you guys. It's going to be something different. It's going to be a little bit. Mm. November's DJ is somebody who y'all going to love. Okay. Anyways, 
Um, so that's that September 15th at the rail, San Diego, come on out, see the boys, see the packages, see the booties, whatever, you know, <laughs> it's going to be cute. But anyways, go to the website, go to the show notes and all that sort of thing. Okay. Enough of that selling. <laughs> okay. Before we get into just like that, cause I know we're going to get into that and then we'll, we'll use the whole entire like hour for that. So I got to jump into some Our. of these other shows. Yes. <laughs> I have to be like good because we do need to eat later. Okay. But you guys can tell right now we're like on a good one because I, took, I put myself like in a good mood. I was done with the day. I had a really successful meeting earlier. Mm. Very, very successful. Meet. I've had actually a successful day today, except for the traffic situation that I had going to my, my first meeting. <laughs> Everybody was late. Everybody was 45 minutes late to my first meeting today because- Damn. Yeah, it was in Coronado on the island, and there's only like one way in, one way out, and like okay. the there was road work everywhere. So everybody going to this meeting was late. Like photographer, the planner, like everybody was. So late. then, if everyone's late at the same time, is aren't you just on time? <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I got I got through that today. I made, I um, okay, this is something too crazy. I was able to buy a bunch of costume pieces off the rack that I can just do alterations on. This is blowing my mind and I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> so <laughs> that was also something that happened today. So it's been like successful that way. And I've also designed a whole new look for this new like beach party thing that we're doing that like client loves it. We're like in the bag. Okay. So it's nice. been a good day. It's been a good day in that sense. So we are ending this day yeah. with a nice little cocktail. So if you guys listen to this in the morning, make it a Bloody <laughs> Mary. But if it's in the <laughs> evening, I'm doing a little dirty martini situation. Those of you guys who were on IG and watching the live, you guys saw this. So make sure you guys are following my Instagram because it is a lot of fun. Okay. And make sure you guys are following Agida so as fun. well. Make sure you guys are following via Agida over on instagram you guys know that in the show notes so you guys are following her as well so you guys can see all the hearts she made me stop okay so we were like out <laughs> on a little island in new york and like we're like walking around she's like hold on hold on come on back come back come back come back put your feet in the picture and i was like what she's like there's a heart i take hard pictures of hearts so there was a heart on the thing and then yeah. what was funny is the next day i don't know if i sent it to you i gotta send Did it you no, I didn't. I don't think I sent it but the next day when we were meeting up in um Union What's Square? that place called? In Union Square. We got to talk about this. Let's talk about this before we get into the, all the television shows. So we went mm -hmm. and saw Titanic, you guys. Okay. <laughs> Titanic is off Broadway. It's a situation that is happening in New York. And it is a show that you guys need to fucking go and see. Yes. 110%. Run and see this show. 3, so when I got off the train there to go to like go see the show, and I was like walking around over there down in like Union Square, just kind of like getting my bearings and seeing what was still around because a lot of stores are not around anymore. But anyways, mm -hmm. near the Reebok, there's a big like there was a big board, and somebody had painted a huge heart with all these little hearts around it. It was very very oh. cute. And oh, I just, like, is it like really bright colors? No, it's just red. It's all red. Just red. It's okay. red on like like plywood. I'll send you the picture because it's okay. very, very cute. But like, yeah, so I saw that little heart. But anyways, okay, so Titanic, you guys, this is the true story of the movie Titanic. Okay, <laughs> so you have to think about the James Cameron epic movie Titanic. And this is the true storytelling of that as told by Celine Dion. Celine Dion. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's cookie crazy, right? It's cookie crazy. Very cookie crazy. <laughs> it's cookie crazy. Ah. Um, but so what they do is they use Celine Dion's catalog, you guys. So it's like a jukebox musical because they use her music, mm. but they use it perfectly. Like, you know, it starts off with <laughs> what are you saying? Chances. And you're just like, okay, we're in, we're in, you know, and like and like little pieces throughout the whole entire thing. But the cast is great. It's Jackie Burns right now who's playing Celine Dion. And <laughs> she is um, she's the one who's like been like on wicked the most performances out of anybody she like she's the show's like 20 years old now and i think she was like on the show for like 15 of those 20 years but anyways she um she's in it but did you see the new cast no did they recast it girl okay because you live in new york so you need to go see when the new cast starts okay yes the new cast so the mom like two weeks ruth okay so there's this so what it is it's like it's um all the characters are essentially like you have kate winslet rose bukaki is what they call her (laughs) (laughs) you have jack dawson leonardo dicaprio and like the people they play these different characters and it's the whole retelling of that james cameron epic movie but it is as told through celine dion's eyes and she talks through you know and she in all of her music but um one of the characters that's pretty epic is the mother rose's mother um ruth is played by a male it's always played by a man you know you know dressed femme not even dressed in drag just dressed femme and when they based that character when they originally wrote it they wrote it in mind for drew Draghi, and he's going to be now playing the part so (gasps) oh so this hasn't but this hasn't happened like they just announced no this is just they just announced so drew Draghi is going to be playing that um and then willem you know from like drag race (gasps) stop yes Willem is coming That's on now, and, and Will- yeah, so Will Willem is coming on to the cast, and I, I, oh my god, now it's so bad I don't remember who he's playing. Let's look it up right as we're talking. But okay. so good. What was your favorite part of the musical when we went and saw it? Oh my gosh, I just, um, uh, the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys. Okay, if you guys want don't want a spoiler, just fast forward 30 seconds. The iceberg is Tina Turner. <laughs> it's amazing. So I think that whole idea was just so rad. Um, Willem is playing Victor Garber, aka Lu- and Luigi. Oh <laughs> the best friend Luigi. So okay. like so it's it's too good, you guys. You guys have to go see go see Titanic, especially and if you love Celine Dion music, it's even better for you if you know Celine and, Dion's catalog and like and pop culture in general, because they'll pull things from other things mm-hmm. that are that have nothing to do with Celine Dion or Titanic itself. Oh, there are jokes that are specifically for women. There are jokes specifically for gay men. Like, and then they explain it. They're like, okay, gay guys, women have periods. And this is what I mean. <laughs> like they, they will like explain it. Or they'll be like, okay, girls, that was the grinder noise. That's why the boys all got that. You know, like this will explain that. But it is, it's perfect. It's a perfect musical. It's so fun. The other show so that fun. I saw when I, when I was out there and I told you about it was mm-hmm, yeah. um, Sweeney Todd. Um fabulous like josh groban like it makes sense it makes sense like it, anna lee ashford is absolutely priceless in this and then i was telling you that gate and Matarazzo from um stranger things just blew me away i was not expecting that out of this kid from stranger things because i kind of think like the stranger kids kids the stranger things kids stranger kids <laughs> the stranger kids 
they're all kind of assholes, right? Like when you kind of like watch them in interviews, you're like, that's kind of an asshole. That kid's kind of an asshole. Like I know the yeah, they're, they're a little, they're a little, but those kids are a little too grown. They're like a little too grown. Yeah. Yeah. For, like Millie Bobby their... Brown sending text messages to Drake. Number one, Drake, what the fuck are you doing? That's a little girl. And number yeah. two, Millie Bobby, Bobby Brown, like really, girl, like. Yeah, but it's. You know what they feel like sometimes those kids, they feel like, I don't know if this was like a phenomenon that was local as a New Yorker, but like as a New Yorker, that era when like the movie Kids came out, Mm -hmm. like that, that was like a real, that's a real thing of New York City kids that you're just kind of feral and on your own and out and about in the streets and you're kind of doing grown things, but you're still a child. And sometimes they feel a little bit like, in that vein like they're like 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 they've been sitting in meetings and dealing with rejection but at the same time they're like kids and you're like it's kind of weird and kind of gross yeah (laughs) yeah but yeah but but i think that happens when you're like a working like -hmm. you have a job but you're a kid (laughs) yeah but gay to in this amazing the star turn go get it um, and I got really, really lucky too. We got lucky with both of our seats because we ended up getting, yeah. like, we ended up like, okay, we'll get the seventy, the eighty dollars seats or whatever they were. Yeah, and so last minute. Yeah, like, last minute at, co- at cocktails the night before. So this is telling you guys that whole today ticks thing. Try it. So we ended up we got we got the tickets through today ticks and it was we bought two tickets. Wait, was it two? Anyways, and it was like best available for whatever they want to put you. And they basically put us in what are usually reserved for comp seats. You know what I mean? Because there was nobody mm-hmm. sitting next to you. So those are all comp seats that they were just now selling off. And so we got like very lucky. So we were sitting like center house, <laughs> like in the orchestra. Yeah. Like it was pretty amazing. So right there. yeah, that was a lot of fun. So those are two shows that I saw when I was out there. Okay. So getting into the other stuff that I've been watching lately. Okay. So there's this reality show. It's over on Max that you can watch it now. It was a TLC show. It's called Welcome to Plathville. Is Girl. that the family, the blonde family? Yes. Okay. I've so I've seen like chunks of that show on YouTube because I, you know, like you're just YouTube falling through a rabbit hole and it'll like come up. Like if you ever click on anything TLC, because it's a TLC show, right? It is. And I did not yeah. know. I'm not a TLC head. And what happened was here is that Mr. Chris Vance, like I said earlier, you know, I told him to watch this because he got me into when when he was on the show, when, as you guys have heard, the whole Mama June, you know, Mama June, mm-hmm. Mama June doing crack. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like it's like it's always okay. like a, it's like a dot, dot, dot. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. Mama, Mama June. <laughs> that you know. could be an adult children's book. This is Mama June. <laughs> This is how she does crack behind the 7-Eleven. <laughs> this is Mama June overeating. Mama June got fingered for an oxycodone. Like it's like it's those kind of things. But it's like this um, is sugar bear. <laughs> Sorry. Poodle. Okay. So but this welcome to Plathville, right? Um I should not have ruined it for myself. So I'm gonna ruin it for all of you guys. Okay. It's in its fourth season. I did not know this. Okay. I thought this was only in like, I thought it had just come out. And one of the three reasons why I was watching this, because I've been like, it's been coming around like my orbit. And then last week over the bitch sesh girls, garbage sesh, aka, they had on their podcast, they were talking about that, you know, this welcome to Plathville that they've like went in deep so it's a it's a reality show about this family that they're all blonde they all like love the lord very conservative 
um, there's nine children in the family, but the parents are super sheltering. Like they are like above and beyond. So they live like out on a farm and they are so conservative and sheltered and so homogenous into their own that they don't even believe that church is a good place to go. They don't think that church is, is, a, is, a, is that the attitudes and community of church can sometimes be beneficial. So like there's one computer in the house and mom is the only one who has the code to get into the computer and nobody understands like entertainment. They don't deal with electronics, blah, blah, blah. And what's where we now pick up in the very first season is, is that the two oldest children have recently gotten married. And one of them, her name is like, hosanna or hallelujah or something like that she has nothing to do with the show right so we don't even see her they just have a picture of her and her husband and that's pretty much it but then now we are in it with this guy ethan and ethan is like now that not okay ethan is like blonde moderately attractive big ass teeth you know what i mean but like and there and the thing is is in everybody in this family except for the mom because they don't even believe in sugar Okay. They don't let them like they, they Super make them stringent. Eat, yeah. like, like honey is their sweetener. They don't eat sugar. They don't eat chocolate. They don't eat soda. They don't know bubble gum. I mean, like, like ice cream is like crack to these kids. And the <laughs> whole thing is, is like, so Ethan has now gotten married. He's only 21 years old, but he got married to this woman named Olivia. And she's also, you know, his age, she's Christian and so they have the similar beliefs and similar foundation into God and their faith and their spirituality. But the thing is, is, but she's not as sheltered. And so she's looked at like the bad guy and any other family, she would be looked at like the, oh, like the, like the holy daughter, you know what I mean? <laughs> since she's married into this family. She's like a bad person, but all the kids love her. She's beautiful. She's a photographer. And she's like a wedding. She's a professional wedding photographer. And so the thing is, is so she utilizes Ethan's little sibling, um, one of his little sisters, uh, uh, Moriah. It's not Moriah. It's Moriah. Um, but Moriah is and she's also Moriah is very, mm-hmm. very beautiful. And like so she's like her assistant and she takes her to like San Francisco and puts Moriah on the first airplane ride. And she sees gay people for the first time. Mariah is the one is the black sheep kind of is she the one she's now like dyed her hair purple and whatnot and when you and the thing that I ruined myself with when I said that I jumped ahead is that I went ahead and I looked them up on Instagram because I wanted to see like who's watching this and these kids got over 500,000 followers I mean like they are something (laughs) and they're gorgeous okay Agida they mm-hmm. are beautiful now. They they have like they have all ugly duckling out. And the thing is, and they're all basically too like like one of the sons is like a model because like he's stacked. His mom didn't give him any sugar. He wasn't he had to go outside <laughs> and play. He's he, <laughs> he got a body because like his mom, like like made and like Mariah is like a freaking model. All the things she did to keep him close to the Lord. <laughs> and like, and like she didn't give these kids sugar. So they're built like models now. And they're like, they're gorgeous. And they have huge lips and big tits and like these eyes. And they look like Bratz dolls. And like, and everybody's blonde naturally. Like, where do you get that in a family? Right. <laughs> like, and there's nine kids. So they just keep coming back out. And the next one's getting hot too. The next one's. So it's like this mom doesn't know what to do. She's dealing with that. 
that. It's very awkward the way that she treats them. The dad and the mom just had this dynamic over like over the children of there's just so much control is really what it's about. Mm-hmm. In the second season right now, but the it's only like a 10 season first one, you know, like first season. And then the second season, um, I guess it started like in 2021 or something like that. There was like a year off. So you can see like all the kids kind of leveled up as well in the time off. Like the old, like Ethan got a beard and so he got better looking. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's like those kind of things. Yeah. And, and then also does that. the fame and a little bit of the money. And so you're seeing like these kids are hot now. So mom and dad got this, you know, got this, you know, reality show, thought they were going to talk about loving the Lord and doing their fa- <laughs> and their family band that was crab and, you know, traveling around. And these kids were all like, we want to see the world. And then they, the kids all got hot. And like, so something's happening. So that's welcome to Plathville. That's over on, you can watch it on max. There's four seasons right now. I'm in the middle of season two. I don't know if I'm going to talk about it more in the future. We'll see how much it like, you know, holds on to me, but it is, it's fun. It's something different. Okay. So there's that. Very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like okay. I, when whenever I watch the clips, I really enjoyed it as well. Yeah. Watch it because that mom will drive you crazy, girl. She'll drive you crazy, girl. <laughs> make and you sometimes love your too, though. More. Well, it's it's <laughs> that. And then also sometimes too, though, when you're like watching like Olivia, you know, the daughter-in-law who's like, mm-hmm. you know, the black sheep of the family, the kids, like all the other little siblings, they love her like these little nine-year-olds and the seven-year-olds because she's gorgeous. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. she comes in and she's beautiful. And like, you know, the families, you know, they're just jumping all over her. And the mom just has all these issues because she took her son, you know? And the thing mm-hmm. was, is she forced them into getting married because they weren't even allowed to like kiss because they weren't married. So, well, mm-hmm. what do they do? They got married. So now they can do whatever they want. And not only that, but the thing is, is like the kid is holding, I mean, he's 21 years old and has a house. He's doing better than me. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I mean, they're pretty set up because that whole, I, I was very impressed by the fact that like they own all their land and everything is like, they, where did this money come from? Like, where did that financial come up? I don't know that allows, darkness is going to come out. It's still too it early. Is, it it's is. like it's like a, it's like all those <laughs> other shows that you know the darkness is going to it's going to surface at some point. Like look what's look what what happened with the whole the Duggars, you know what I mean? And yeah. now and that's real dark. That's scary dark. But it's yeah. a whole thing. Okay, flipping over over on Amazon Prime. I know I know a lot of you guys have been talking about this and I decided to like download it and I finally watched it and it's this red, white and royal blue. It's a romance, it's a fantasy it's over uh it's like two hours long so it's like perfect you know what i mean it's like an hour 58 minutes and what it's essentially about is alex claremont diaz okay so it's it's um so they do a brown boy and a white boy in this one so it's an interracial um but alex claremont diaz the first son of the united states and the the president is played by uma thurman okay um And young Prince Henry, who's basically like Prince Harry, you know, like a Prince Harry, Prince William type, um, they fall in love. However, considering their high profile public lives, they must keep the relationship a secret at all costs. I kind of loved it. (laughs) (laughs) And I really didn't want to. And it was like, because it's it's very... it's Hallmark with booties. You know what I mean? Like they, they're a lot of show, yeah. like there are a lot of show, show bodies and the boys and it's gay. So they do, you know, they, they do get into sexual situations, you know, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. um, uh, it, it was, it was good. So what was ends it up- the, the typical rom-com formula? 
Um, or was it like a little different? A little bit different because what they do is, is that these two people are in extenuating circumstances. He's the first kid, you know what I mean? And so he is um, at like a dignitary thing. And like then the prince, you know, it's like the prince of England essentially like shows up. <laughs> and the two of them have all these issues with each other. That they like I think they're like at a wedding I think that's what it is it's mm. like one of it's like one of their siblings weddings and so that's why like all you know all these different foreign diplomats and blah 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 are all invited in their families and whatnot and so and these two are like kind of like the same age and they're both like um master's age you know what I mean like not college a little bit above college like mm-hmm. getting their master's that kind of sort of situation and they See, you know, they they have this contentious relationship between each other that, you know, like, Ugh, I hate you. I hate you. They don't know each other's gay. And then they realize that this is like, OK, it's pushing into that kind of a territory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then that happens. And so and then it becomes like a coming out story a little bit because, you know, the prince has to come out. The other one is sort of out the where I got emotional in my first class seats on alaska <laughs> airlines okay you guys i'm sitting one seat don't be jealous um <laughs> i did have the beef and noodles and it was not good um but oh god <laughs> i was asleep right like i completely fell asleep when i was like on the plane when i first got on um because I already had like all this anxiety. So it was like knocked out like 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 a half a Xanax. And then like as soon as I got on the plane, fell out and then like woke up while she was like doing dinner service. Mm-hmm. And she like got down on my face and she's like, hi. So we've started dinner service. And I just want to know, do you want salmon, the roasted chicken or beef and noodles? And I was just like. Huh? <laughs> like i literally had just opened my eyes and i just heard beef and noodles and like and i was like beef and noodles and like i don't even think i didn't even say it like you know like like it was like more of a question she's like i'll be right back like it literally turned around i was like okay i guess i'm getting beef and noodles you know but i did look at the girl who had like the salmon and that looked disgusting 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 and then (laughs) and then the chicken did not look any better so i think i did pick the best one out of the three and i'm like one to like eat the salad portion the roll is always popping as long as it has butter (laughs) but the the roll is always popping it's the best part it's always the best part they did not have good um desserts though on that flight i will say Except I was, we're going to get into this in my thoughts, but I was able to um, enjoy the uh, JFK. Like that's the, Mm -hmm. that airport is a mess and a half, but (laughs) they do have the best lounges like in each of the things. (laughs) And so I did get to go Um, enjoy the Alaska lounge. Yeah. JFK is a mess and a half, but when you go to a bunch of airports like that, it's Mm -hmm. not too bad. Like, I don't know, for me, like what makes an airport a mess is how long you have to walk to get to any form of like convenience. Well, you just have to make sure that you go to the right one, though, because the thing is, if you this if is you, this is if, true, if, you, if you go to terminal, terminal two and you're supposed to be at terminal seven, then you're kind of a mess. You know, what I mean? yeah, like, because then you have to like go back to the air train and like get delivered to the correct or... But I, I don't know, but I've been to some airports where it's like the walk to get to food is so long from where the gates are that mm-hmm. it's just super pain. Like 
you, the the exit for like if you've ever been to Salt Lake City, the exit for like when you leave the gate to where you exit out of the airport is half a mile. Ugh. <laughs> the That's walk. Too much. <laughs> it's like rude because they're such big. It airports. is rude. So rude. I'm um, like, I get y'all have space to do this, but come on, like, why? Mm-hmm. Why? But so here's the thing. So I was emotional in first because I was like done. I was eating mm-hmm. my roll. And when he comes out to his mom, which is Uma Thurman, she's the president of the United States. And it is one of, I don't want to like give it away, but it is one of the most loving and like understanding and just cute, you know, like kind of coming out the way that mm-hmm. she just is very accepting where, you know, that the prince, you know, the prince uh, character, he does not have the same kind of reception. Prince Henry does not have the same reception in his family. And so you see the opposite, you know, kind of thing. No. It, it's a fun show. It's on Amazon. It's an easy watch. Everybody's talking about it. Um, there's not really anybody in it besides Uma Thurman that's like we really care about. Everybody's trying to care about that Taylor Zakar Perez. He's like the, the main character boy. Um, mm-hmm. And he's cute. He's attractive, you know, but the thing is, is like, I don't feel like anybody and it's a star, you know what I mean? So it's just kind of, it's very Hallmark in that way, you know, that like everybody is just kind of like, oh, they're cute. I like them, blah, 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 but like, whatever. So that's what it is. Okay. The other show that I've been watching recently, and this is something that I just started and it was just like kind of crazy, is this Twisted Metal over on Peacock. Um, That's the one with Anthony Mackie? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Anthony Mackie's just great, you know what I mean? Since, like, um, where do we, like, fall in love with him? Was it, like, 8 Mile? Was it Captain America? Like, what was the the Hurt Locker? I think that's the thing that everybody, like, fell, like, for Anthony Mackie in the very, very beginning. Because now he's a Marvel guy, too. That's the other thing, too, is he's, like, he's taking over for... um what's called Captain America. He's the new Captain America, essentially, I believe. Mm -hmm. I might be wrong on that. And if I am, that's cool. Just like, give me reviews and tell me about it. (laughs) Don't come for me, Marvel people. (laughs) Yeah. But anyways, um, but he's in this. And so, and what this is, is it's, um, it's like a post-apocalyptic television show. And it's based off of a video game which I didn't realize that Twisted Metal is actually like a video game. So what they did is they gave all these like things, personalities, very Laura Croft of them. You know, it's, um, where's my little summary here? The Twisted Metal TV show on Peacock successfully brings the overtop violence, dark humor, and bizarre characters of the video game series to live action. The stellar class includes Anthony Mackie, Stephanie Beatrice. We love her. <laughs> what is she? She's, um, she's the Disney darling. <laughs> like and then thomas hayden church is also in this they bring the larger life characters from the games to life it's fun it's just a fun it's very violent it has it has a good amount of gore because it's based on a tele based on a uh a, 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 what do you call it video oh game. my god a video game jesus christ i cannot use my words <laughs> see this is what happens when i start to slow down if i have to be like a shark i have to keep on going but anyways um it's fun. So when his character is essentially, he, he plays, uh, Anthony Mackie plays this character named John Doe, who has amnesia, doesn't remember where he's from, his parents, any of those kind of things. And um, you're seeing him and he is what they call a milkman, which is essentially he's a delivery man 
who makes stops between different places. And this in, in the po- post-apocalyptic world, you know, the world has gone to hell. So it's like, you know, one community to another community. And so he's somebody who goes between them. And there's all these outlaws and all these no, near, near dwells, you know, that kind of thing that are on like the roads, you know, basically um, between these places. So he has to go through adversities to make his deliveries. And then he's given an opportunity to take a delivery and if he makes this delivery, he can become a citizen of one of these communities that he's always wanted to be part of. And so that's where it is. And then he, on his trip, he gets um, in with Stephanie Beatrice, who, oh my God, who is she? She's from, she's from. She's from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, isn't she? Yeah, she's Brooklyn Nine-Nine. She was in Canto, but I can't remember that character's damn name. The Is she the older sister? She's the regular sister. She's the she's the main character. Maribel. Oh, um, Maribel. Maribel. That's her name. <laughs> like, anyways. But so she's in this as well. And so she plays a character that he like runs into on the street. And eventually their paths cross and now they're competing, you know, they're they're doing their little mission together. So I'm mostly through this series. Actually, it's really keeping my attention. It's something that I would recommend if you can get through like some like the gory kind of a things. And what I mean like gory is like there's like brand you see like blood and you see like people getting like shot in the head and those kinds of things. And so it's like a lot of that kind of crap. Um it's based on a video game, guys. But anyways, it's enjoyable, it's what it is. It's fun. Okay, so we talked about Welcome to Blathville. We got through that. We talked about red, white, and royal blue. So let's talk about And Just Like That, which is now over. Season two is now in the can. We are going into season three. It was renewed. So we will be back, even though they did kind of seal everything up. Um, Okay, let's just go like character wise. Okay, so let's talk about a big character in, like right now. What are we, which episodes are we covering? Let's talk about the last three. So that'll be that. The there goes, yeah. So that'll be, there goes the neighborhood, which is when mm-hmm. um, you guys, me and Nagida, we were walking around <laughs> over there and we were in Union Square and she was like, Gramercy Park is right up there. And it's like, oh my God, is it really? I've never been to Gramercy Park, even though I've like lived in the oh, city. It so was much. so fun for me to make, be the first person you got to experience Gramercy Park with because I love, love it over yes. there. I and love Irving Place and I love Gramercy Park. Yeah. Well, Gramercy Park, y'all, I want a key. I need y'all <laughs> to like, if you would like to give to my Venmo to get me behind gates, <laughs> and by gates, I mean the gates at Gramercy Park. And that means having a key and living in one of those properties that looks the park over. You just hit me up and let's make some donations happen and I will invite you over. Um, okay, so <laughs> but we did get to see Carrie's new apartment. So there goes the neighborhood is essentially uh, Carrie may, meets at Med Aiden's three sons while she was in Virginia. But the youngest, his teenage son, is indifferent to her. Carrie and Aiden vacate Che's apartment after the building's management serves them a notice that their guest stay has been uh, limit has been exceeded. Seema and Ravi become romantically involved. Miranda wants Lily to encourage Brady to consider college. Lily ends up sleeping with Brady. Harry thinks Charlotte's boss um, is trying to make a move on her in this episode. Um, Naya is having noisy, sleepy sex, uh, noisy sex sleepovers um, that are annoying Miranda while she's at the house. And what else is happening here? Um, 
we find out that Dr. Naya's ex-husband um, is uh, his Heidi in the hat is pregnant now. Che meets mm-hmm. Toby, a new potential romantic interest. Anthony thinks that Giuseppe is using him to obtain a green card. And um, Carrie decides to buy a new apartment that Aiden is willing to stay in because he still will not stay at her place. And so, and Charlotte tells Miranda that she suspects Lily and Brady are having sex. Aiden's ex-wife, Kathy, asks Carrie to avoid writing anything about her sons to try not to hurt Aiden. Okay, so out of these topics and things that happened in this episode, so as we, and then we'll get into like the ones with the Last Supper and what's going on. So, okay. First off, how are you feeling about Che? Okay. And so actually, let's just do this. Let's talk about everything real quickly. So that was that episode. Then we have The Last Supper, which is part um, part one, which was called The Appetizer. This was episode number 10. This is um, Steve is now partnering with Aiden. And he's opening a new Coney Island food stand, clams and hot dogs. Um, clams and corn dogs, was it? Okay. Miranda's boss, Raina, returns to work. So Miranda's been working over there at the um, the law firm that she's now working for. Um, Carrie plans a gourmet farewell, farewell dinner because she wins a Michelin star chef catered dinner for 16 people. And so she decides to have that at her home because she's going to be getting rid of the apartment. She's selling that, which she's selling it to the girl underneath um, that, she, that she lives there. Um, we find out that Lisa LTW was pregnant and the thing is, and she has a miscarriage Hmm. that we find out about this in this episode. Um, Seema tells Robbie that she loves him, that she, (laughs) while they're having sex and he says that he loves her too. And then she feels that, oh God, she gave up all of her control in the relationship. We find out that Stanford is permanently going to be staying in Japan and he's going to become a monk. Um, and we find out that Anthony is a strictly top. He does not bottom in this episode. And so wh- why are you afraid of love? Why are you afraid of love? Why are you afraid <laughs> of more love? So stupid. Anyways, um, Aiden acknowledges his previous mistakes with Carrie and knows that he, you know, tried to make her something that she wasn't, which we finally acknowledge. This is, you know, and then, um, Aiden rushes back to Virginia after Wyatt is injured in a crash. And then Aiden calls Mer- Carrie and starts crying on the phone with her. And, and just like that, I was worried. Um, anyways, but so there's that. And then the very last episode of the season was called the last supper part two, the entree. This one, um, we got the cameo of Miss Samantha mm. Jones. <laughs> Like and it felt it felt like home. Um, we get Samantha. She I didn't love get... it. See, the thing is, is I don't think they should have told us about it, but we'll get there in a second. Okay, so okay. Samantha tells us that she was gonna surprise Carrie, and so she's talking to Carrie, and she tells her put her on speakerphone. I love you, fucking flat. Thank you so much for all that you give mm-hmm. for us. Blah 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 blah. And then uh, Miranda and Steve agree to be friends. So they have their moment. Brady finds them on the on the boardwalk over there. Charlotte demands that Harry be more involved in running their household because she sold a $100,000 painting to Sam Smith. She went out with her girls. She got drunk. Loved it. She comes home. Love loved Love it. It. The whole scene where she comes <laughs> home and she's holding herself up. 
But the <laughs> best part of that scene, though, is like, you know, you guys, I was I was a I was a woman before I was a mother and before I was <laughs> your wife and that. But then <laughs> when she gets all like thing and she goes into the bedroom and then Richard Branson, the dog, like comes up <laughs> and she opens the door and goes, hi, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That was my favorite part in that whole entire scene. Um, but anyways, this is the next morning. She wakes up. She basically tells, you know, her husband that you've been doing the minimum, you know, and it yeah. feels like you've been doing a lot, Such but a, you haven't. I'm so glad they touched on that. Anthony is there to talk to her about losing his ass virginity, but she cannot have it right now <laughs> because she is just too she is too hung over. Uh, Naya is elected to the prestigious American Law Institute, um, and she doesn't have anybody to share it with. And so, and she feels, and she feels that, and she doesn't want to feel that, but she does. Relationships become more defined during Carrie's dinner party. Anthony's promises Giuseppe that he will drop his emotional and physical barriers. Lisa and Herbert move past Lisa's miscarriage. Che and Miranda establish a friendly understanding. Seema believes that Ravi uses constant work-related phone calls to distance himself from her. Naya clicks with Toussaint Feldman. So we bring back Toussaint. Oh. From the uh, episodes. Yes. <laughs> um, we bring him back. He's the Michelin chef that's preparing Carrie's dinner. Miranda fly oh. uh fills in for Raina. So Miranda gets a call that she needs to be on the BBC to go ahead and fill in for her boss Raina. And so that was so fierce that she's dressed like that with the makeup mm-hmm. and hair and everything done. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna go be on the BBC with that dress on. <laughs> Anyways, afterwards, she and the BBC producer Joy have a drink, which is cute. Che and her new friend Toby become romantic. They had the whole love scene at the very end of this episode. They brought the mm-hmm. sex back into the city. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. With that, what's, what's that song by um, Jake? Uh, Golden Hour. <laughs> yeah, Golden Hour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then after a four, and then after fourteen-year-old Wild Wyatt crashed Aiden's truck while the DUI. Aiden says that he and Carrie cannot be involved while his sons are still teenagers, and says they're going to pause relationship for five years. And then Carrie looks out the window with her little cat in her hands, and she picks up the phone. And Seema says, "Bitch, we going to the beach." And she says, "I don't want to <laughs> go to Long Island." And she says, "We're not going to Long Island." And they go to Greece and have more Cosmos. Cosmos are back, so we yes. are like, we're they're really here. telling us Cosmos are back right now. Okay, so that is like where the season ends, and just like that, we ordered more drinks. Okay, so <laughs> there's okay, there's a lot to digest here. I know we're gonna go through three episodes. Really quickly here, you guys, as we here are on bald and bingeable, and we are not <laughs> editing anything out. Okay. So, okay. Your overall thoughts though, and everything. Are you satisfied with the season? Uh n- yes, because I think the stories that they're doing really good setup still. I think mm-hmm. what's holding me in the season is is I think Charlotte is my queen right now because I think her storyline is very dynamic and interesting and it has like things that are unexpected still from are coming from her right like I think she's the most interesting you know char- character re- remember when we would when when remember when we <laughs> remember um in the figurative, in the general, not in the literal sense, but in just like the thing that like when people would be like, which character are you? And everybody, I'm uh-huh. a Carrie. 
I'm a Samantha. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And nobody ever wanted to be Miranda in, in Charlotte. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, those two uh-huh. were the auxiliaries. And the thing is, and then after a while, you were like, Miranda's kind of kick-ass. She's got the apartment. She's got this and that. So people mm-hmm. wanted to be Miranda. But nobody ever wanted to be Charlotte. And then we're given now 25 years later, you know what I mean? Like, and we are watching it just like that. And Charlotte is the most down loyal mm-hmm. like she is the right, ride or die yeah the she's a ride or die like she is yeah. she's she's the girl you know what i mean like yeah. if you need something you know you call on a charlotte she is faithful she's a mom and she mothers her friends like when yes. carrie, like when carrie when, when big died charlotte mm-hmm. was there in bed with her you know what i mean like like she's That's always mom. been in her character because I mean, speaking of big, when big bounced, mm-hmm. who was the one that was like, absolutely not. There's a, a line in the sand right now. You stay on that side. If you come any closer, I think she would have fucked up a bitch really quick. Well, if the, he had it, well, when, any closer to Carrie. When, when <laughs> Carrie yeah, like when, in the in the movie, when Carrie, when when he didn't show up at the wedding and then Carrie mm-hmm. was crying and they're getting in the car. Mm-hmm. And she, no, she's the first yeah, one. Yeah, she will fuck him up. Yeah, yeah. I think she really would have hit him. She's the pit bull. You know, <laughs> what does Sarah Palin say? We're going to quote Sarah Palin on this. <laughs> what's the difference between a mom and a pit bull? Lipstick. But like, it's like, it's that. Like, it's like, no, that she's. She's yeah, she's, she's girl, and this season we're finally. She also like. Re- okay, you grew up in New York City. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Being a gallerina was everything, mm, everything. especially at that time in the nineties. Yeah, somebody yeah. who was in a freaking gallery with a little black dress on, mm-hmm. selling expensive paintings and being that bitch. I mean, and like, meeting so many interesting people and. Yeah, Wait, I mean, they were pause. deciding culture at that time. We're going to get back to Charlotte in a second. Okay. Did you ever watch on Bravo Gallery Girls? No, I didn't. That was a whole show? Oh, we're the done. The fuck? Okay. How did I miss that? This is, <gasps> this is, this is going to change your life. Okay, and the thing we're is... We're going to find only, out it's, where it's, it's streaming. Where it's on is Peacock. It streaming? It's on Peacock. Okay. It's, one, okay. it's one season. It is mm-hmm. one of the best reality shows and it was cut short because of 9-11 i believe i think oh. that's why i think that's what happened or maybe it was after 9/11. i don't remember where it fits but i know there was some like big political something that, that happened in the world that cut it short and it should have had more legs it was vanderpump before vanderpump it was when bravo was coming out with like oc housewives of new york and that sort of thing and gallery girls lived out there watch mm-hmm. gallery girls it is such a good reality show so good Okay, back into this, back into Charlotte, Charlotte being this gallerina. The thing is, is Mm -hmm. like, we're now finally coming back to who Charlotte was when we first met her. That like, yeah, remember, she was a kick ass, like gallerina girl, like she was selling art, she was making moves and that sort of a thing. And one of the cool things that they're showing us in this series now, which I love, is that just because you're well, when you look at these kind of things that she was nervous about going back to the gallery because the younger 20 somethings all dressed a certain way and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But they don't got what she's got and what you yeah. have in your older age is like this experience and this extra, this little bit of extra that you mm-hmm. can really, really 
you, know, you can swing in there with and they're showing that it's a asset to to Charlotte and it's mm-hmm. really really mm-hmm. great to see that and then they're she's just she's got chapters chapters it's making, Ch- it's making me hate her family though you know what I mean <laughs> like she's but too I, good for them <laughs> I, but that's the thing it's like okay so back to the ride or die-ness of her right like she she was ride or die for her family that's why she was staying at home right Mm -hmm. and I think that you know it's we're gonna hate them because when she some especially like a lot of women when they ride or die for their their families they disappear a little bit like who you were it, it just it's somewhere back there amongst all the other crap that you have to do. And mm-hmm. she's just kind of like, she's doing her own little Murray condo, right. Of like going through and dusting off the things that, what is it? Uh, if it was, uh, if it doesn't spark happiness, useful, spark happiness, or it's, what's the sentimental one? Spark joy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like it sparks joy for her because it was such a big part of her. And now she has the opportunity to bring it out. But like her family's not going to understand it because they've never known her any different, except for mm-hmm. Harry. Harry's Harry had that opportunity know her that way. to know who she was. Harry no, never not, knew not her as really, a gallery. He, he got her no, the, the, as a divorcee. Yeah. And she was already not working anymore. She was just living in the apartment. Right. So, Which, you know, mm-hmm. I think that happens when you're approaching empty nests. If you, if you're a woman and you're still, you know, if you're choosing to continue to explore and grow yourself, you, at some point, your, your family is going to discover who you are. Cause they like, they've never known you any other way. I think it's also just, you want something for yourself. Oh That's yeah. Another part of it is that she's like, she's helping everybody, helping everybody, but like mm-hmm. Charlotte, Charlotte's good. We're good with her right now. Miranda. So now we have come like full. Okay. We, we've we've dealt with Miranda crazy helter skelter. Now she's like back in the business suits. She's back in the fierce look. She got the red hair going on. Like Miranda is feeling like she's back. And the thing was, is, and then she's also biting back. Like when she came after Che, when Che did that comedy, you know, where she showed up mm-hmm. and she was, and Che was starting in about like the Miranda, Miranda jokes and Miranda went back at her and it was just, oh, yeah. Of, oh, there we go. There's the Miranda. There's the fire. There's that woman who doesn't like, who's not unsure. Because that's the thing I think that we've had with Miranda this whole season that we were had problems with is that like she's felt so like flighty and unsure of herself mm-hmm. and not I mean, grounded. She, she peeled back a layer. She peeled mm-hmm. back a layer she didn't even know was there. And now she, you know, I think that's hard. Like in, in life in general, when you peel back a layer and you're just kind of like, she's redefined it's 2.0 right it's Miranda Mm -hmm. 2.0 but I love that she's still doing law but she's doing it in her passion avenue you know what I mean because it's it's more passion driven for her Um, and that's the thing is that she entered the workforce back again she was nervous because she was working with all these younger people but she had a step up she had a leg up you have somebody mm -hmm. that has that kind of experience that kind of know-how and everything else not only that but the thing is is like she's also um she doesn't need it <laughs> like no. Miranda Miranda took a buyout at the law firm like <laughs> like Miranda's fine you know right um and Brady's not even going to college so <laughs> I don't want to see her back with Steve I think they left it nicely with Steve they wrapped 
him nicely like that like they gave steve his balls back they gave him his passion back he realized mm-hmm. that you know like we're we can be friends but we're not going to be that anymore i like, still want steve in the streets though i still want it i want to <laughs> see him with ladies i want to see him oh i want to see well, him the thing live is, that life what's good is that he is good friends with carrie still you know what i mean like yes. him and him and carrie share something that was something that um, I, when I listening to like the writer's podcast of this uh, of the show is that a lot of characters that you have to go through Carrie, you have to have a scene with Carrie to last period. Mm. And so and like she is our linchpin, even though it's a different show than it was ever in the past. Carrie is still like the one thing that glues everybody together. Henceforth, yeah. this last supper when we have like you know marvel characters all you know like the what is the what is the, what do they call them the justice league you know what i mean the justice <laughs> like, league, yeah <laughs> yeah like the justice league is assembled that we have like che coming back and you know smoke is there all of a sudden mm-hmm. and like you know like all these different characters are all assembling back around because it's everybody that linchpin linchpins around carrie but i think mm-hmm. they've kind of like they've put steve on his like float and he's going to be out there in coney island and i think we're gonna like kind of wrapping on him for now che Che is here to stay. Yeah. I like that they're messy this season. I fucking love it. I love that it's not I because we never see that part of entertainment. Like in mm-hmm. when when a character is in entertainment and the arts, mm-hmm. they're just like always succeeding in shows. They're and the never way that she spent failing. all her money and then failed. Yeah. I think it's great that she's had a failure and they're showing that that part, like if you're choosing that career path, it's very difficult and you might go from literally being, you know, on a television show to working back reception at the veterinary office you used well, to work at, you know, showing too how much she's in her own way in a lot of, in a lot of ways. Yes. And she's, yes. And, and it's been their, it's their own way. Too, yeah. Somebody too, that they, um, they were so sure when we first met Che. Che was Che knew it. Che was like this. This is this is their chemistry. This is who they are. This is how it is. And now we're at a place where Che's not really sure anymore. And no. you know, it's like it's like this up up in the air thing. But we've also seen Che become a real friend to Carrie. Yes. You know what I mean? And so I think it's that, you Cause know. Because that was such a solid, the apartment. Mm-hmm. That is that was such a solid that they did for well, they flip like, and they and they flip they flip their apartments like you use yeah. my house i'll be at yours and so we'll do this and so we'll make it work and blah, 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 you know so it's mm-hmm. all that um sema sema is my mvp sema there is something special about this character and i could watch i think a whole series about sema you know what i mean like yeah they she i think out of all the new characters that they've given us i think ltw is very well fleshed out but she's very like there's there's like three sides to her and that's we were get that's what we get and mm-hmm. dr naya i don't think they know what they what the, what the fuck what the fuck they want to do with her you know what i mean like it's a great character and karen Pittman is so busy and so blessed on so many other tv shows like morning show and everything else that they took what they could get with her to be able to shoot but like i mean everything she did was by herself because they couldn't schedule her with anybody else so you can kind right. of you feel that in the show and then also like Dr. Naya just felt like like remember when we first met her, she was like the you know, she was all together and mm-hmm. forward and blah blah blah. And like and then now we've they've really peeled her apart, you know what I mean? And like the fact yeah, that Yeah, I I like first- that though, because remember there's that the 
like in the zeitgeist, there's a conversation about like the strong black woman. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that if they're smart, they can set themselves up to really, you know, um, explore like softness and vulnerability and then Mm -hmm. also allyship. Right. Because she is hanging out with like three white women in this group. Right. So, you know, what does that look like? You know, it was um, great that we finally got her in the room with LTW and with everybody mm-hmm, else. Like it mm-hmm. was like, cause we were waiting for that. Like I was waiting for them. Like we wanted all the characters to come together. Mm-hmm. Um, where not like, <laughs> excuse me, we're doc- Dr. Nye at the end where, you know, I got your back, you know, like after she, she gets this prestigious, she's going to be the American law Institute. She's, she's now, you know, been accepted into this and like, now everything she does has like this upper echelon of like, you know, a seal of approval and you know what I mean? And now she's part of this, this team and she comes home and she's got this moment, like she wanted to call Andrew Rashad and like, she's like, what, what am I doing here? You know, and I don't have a man to share it with is like her whole problem. And then they right. go through the whole thing. And then Miranda with, her, with Miranda's whole thing, like I have two words for you, Michelin chef. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and she knows that Naya loves some food. You know, this woman mm-hmm. made a chocolate souffle on her evening. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm, we know, mm-hmm. we know who she is. And so we've now have like it's like this this fun thing that we have between them. And then she's, I got your back, you got your, you know. And then as soon as Can they we talk come about in, Toussaint? that's what I mean. It's about to get there. Is that like they okay. they come they come in the house. And Toussaint is like downstairs using the using the gay guy chef using the gay guy's kitchen because Carrie's kitchen doesn't have enough room. <laughs> and they get into Toussaint, and she was like, "I thought you were gonna have my back. Your back is fine. I've seen it." <laughs> <laughs> like those are Doctor Nine moments that I want to see more of. Is that like mm-hmm. no, that that the little bit of spice is really what makes her better? You know, hey, with the hat. You know what I mean? Like that's that's really yeah. what I want to see more of from her we do need to see more of her i i, I concur on that it's that, i mean she's got she's got the love interest though now so this the sema stuff though is like where i love is sema is the boundary one you know what i mean mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. she sets her boundaries look i could get that house with you but i don't want to feel that way you know what i mean like it was that it was that before and now you know but now she's in her way. That whole conversation about how, you know, he's always on his phone and it's this whole mm-hmm. thing from Egypt. And he's like, look, I, I love you. I'm into you. You know, like this is, this is, this is where you are. You signed me into this lease, blah, blah, blah. Not only that. Okay. Did you know who he is? Who Ravi is? No, the actor? No. Yes. It took me a fucking minute. He is New York royalty in the sense of uh, New York Post and shit like that. Oh, Yeah. Yes, Ravi is Armin, the doorman from Bungalow 8. That's who that man is. I was trying to figure out who the hell is this guy. He was the guy who said you were cool or not cool through the 90s and the early 2000s. That man made or break careers in Hollywood. He knew everything. He was Bungalow 8. Like Amy Sacco, he was the doorman. He was the guy who, who was front of security who said you were in or you were out. He's that guy. And now he is on and just like that. That's the thing about, I was like, how do I know this guy? How do I know this guy? And then I like 
I was reading and I was like, he was bungalow. And then it like all came back. All the nights with Jason Preston running out there and Lee call and going out and seeing the Olsen twins. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like the bungalow eight nights. Yeah. I, had bungalow, I had some good, good bungalow eight times. Um, I dated some good people. We're not going to talk about them here. But anyways, that'll be behind a <laughs> Patreon paywall. But the thing was, so like Bungalow 8 was like a place to be. Okay, here's a quick story. Okay, here's my Bungalow 8 story. We're going to go on a little side of okay. A little teaser. So we were, um, I was there one night with my one friend, Lee. And Lee was a beautiful model. Her name is Lee Call. She still works. She still lives in the city. Um, I think she still models now, but I know that she now does like um, Pilates and some other kind of things. Like she's like a big instructor, successful, blah, blah, blah lovely beautiful girl we would go out here and there and i was like her like little gay sidekick who would like you know come along with her to like intermix and carry her bags but anyways <laughs> so we were at bungalow eight one night and we were like getting ready to go we're gonna leave and blah blah, blah. and like because there was like nobody there right like there was there was mm -hmm. like no nobody good in house and like bungalow eight was like the eight little bungalows on the bottom floor and then you had like the back bar and then you had like an upstairs kind of thing and mm -hmm. so we were standing there and like we didn't we were like okay we're not gonna like really stick around and we were about to leave and in walks mary kate and ashley with like their whole entourage mm -hmm. and as they were coming in we saw some other people like coming through and we're like oh wait is that that's somebody who works in that Lepore. this is a blah, blah. so we're like okay so wait a second so we like took our coats back off and like left them on the planters and like okay let's see what's happening so <laughs> like hanging out at bungalow eight and so we were going in the back and so the bathrooms how the bathrooms were at bungalow was like you would walk you would walk past the bar and there would be like a staircase to go up to this like loft and then you would be like if you walk past the staircase you were like in line period to go to the bathrooms and the bathrooms were set up that like the bathroom attendant right was like right at the end of like like if you were like in line like probably like 15 people deep right there would be like a bathroom attendant right at the front of the line who would guide you, who would tell you which bathroom to go into, which one was open. So, and the bathroom attendant would be standing there and they had all like, this is like, remember early 2000s. So they would have like candy and like, yes, and deodorant, like every Victoria's kind of deodorant. secret spray. But yes. not Victoria's Secret. This is Bungalow 8. So, girl, like, they had, like, all, like, the upper echelon sprays. You know, like, Terry Mugler. You know what I mean? Like, they had, like, everything, right? And so they had all the different colognes and perfumes and different and candies and things like that. And the one lady there would always have, like, a big cup full of, like, blow pops. Another thing of, like, the white, the white you know, uh, winter mints, you know, those kind of things. Yes, the lifesavers. Yeah. And so, mm -hmm. and I was standing in line, and I was, like, two people behind um Ashley Olson okay and so or no I was two people behind yeah two people behind me Ashley Olson and Mary Kate was like two people in front of her and they had their friends and so and the bathrooms in the back were all like individual stalls it was like three or four stalls they were all black tile so like every surface was black tile. They were cocaine bathrooms, okay, like, <laughs> like allegedly. Um, but, but like the toilets were black. The 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 sinks were black. The tile, like like the whole entire bathroom, and um, people are going back in and out and that sort of thing. And then around the way comes, uh, you know, Ashley goes to the bathroom and as she's coming out. Like she just went to use the bathroom. It wasn't like a whole, like, you know, she wasn't in there for 20 minutes or anything like that, you know? So she like mm -hmm. comes back out and as she's coming, like Mary Kate's like, mm, and Mary Kate like pulls out money to give a tip. Right. And so mm -hmm. the Olsen twins are standing there and 
Mary Kate is like realizing she's got hundred dollar bills. She has nothing smaller than a hundred dollars. Okay. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is 2004 <laughs> when the girls are girling, you know what I mean? Like, and, and like, yep. and so she only has a hundred dollars. So her sister just takes the hundred dollars, puts it in the tip thing. And the lady's like, thank you. You know what I mean? And so, <laughs> and like, um, Ashley grabs like a, like two packs of gum, you know, and she like goes to walk. And as she's like going to walk, and all of a sudden, Mary Kate goes, hmm. And you see her like stop, you know what I mean? Like the twins like stop at the same time. And Mary mm-hmm. Kate turns around and she goes, I gave you a hundred dollars. And she picks up the whole cup of blow pops and walks away. <laughs> It was like, it was like, you know, like, like, like 30 blow pops, you know, like all like, you know, like out in like this cup, but she goes she like the math ain't math. Yeah. But she just like, this. she, cause I think she wanted a blow pop in her mind. You know what I mean? Like she was looking mm-hmm. at it. Remember she was on with the food issues, you know, for like a little while. Too yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is like, she wanted it and like, you know, and like, you know, they're, they have their cigarettes and all their other things that are around, but the thing is, she's just like, and they, she stopped and you saw her shoulders like go up and down and then she like mm-hmm. turned around she went i gave you a hundred dollars and she takes the <laughs> pole cup and she just walks it was it was perfect it was perfect it was a perfect moment i was like that that's why i live in new york city that's why you live with new york <laughs> because that yeah so but that's so that was armin but armin is the guy who plays ravi who is now seema's love interest on sex it or on uh and just like that and so i didn't think he was attractive the first episode that he, they introduced introduced him no i don't know what they had him in and i didn't like that little him. weird kimono thing he was wearing and then they dressed him so well and he was so much more cuter and like mm-hmm. it was just um i'm into him i'm into this couple i ship them and i hope he doesn't hurt her um but what i have a feeling is what they're gonna do is they're gonna write it that she hurts him just wait like something's gonna happen Mm, I mean, she has baggage that we need to go through with her to to see kind of like well, where she ends up. I think eventually. Okay, so we have to wrap ourselves up here shortly, but let's just finish out on Miss Carrie and Aiden. Um, five years, five years, five years. It's not going to be no five years. He's going to be up there frequently enough. Like, but 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 good behavior. I did. Said. I did. I remember a couple. I think it, a couple episodes ago that I said that I really wanted her to be single for a little longer. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm getting my wish. Like I'm excited. Like but I want to see how single, she... single though. You know what I mean? But like she's it's... she is like she's not in a you relationship. Know what it is? It's safe single, and it's good for somebody who's in mourning. And I think that's what we have to think about too. Is that you have somebody who is still in mourning. They're only two year you know a year and a half out from their husband dying and so they don't have to go play the field they have somebody on the back burner they're ready like what's been good i think that her character has been just so bright and sarah jessica parker herself is like she's she's a heavyweight lifter when it comes to like taking this script and making it beautiful you know what i mean like she's just she's playing it she's playing playing this so well um, I'm trying to think mm-hmm. real quick. The um, she's really good at finding the nuance. <laughs> that's it. Like she's just and she just looks so magical again. She's back to Sarah Jessica Parker like magic. You know what I mean? Like where mm-hmm. she kind of where she kind of glows. Where she has that like 
there's certain there's certain people in this industry in this industry that we're in mm-hmm. um <laughs> but there's certain people in, like the industry who like who like they they glow from inside and i feel like sarah Jessica parker is one of those kind of people you know what i mean like yeah like a, like a Liv tyler's like that you know what i mean somebody who just yeah. looks, who looks ethereal and otherworldly in a weird way um there's that there is i'm just i love the new apartment i don't think a real new yorker would have sold the old apartment they would have just rented it out like what are you doing but we you said you were really unhappy about the apartment circumstance like why miranda's straight up homeless like <laughs> Miranda is not homeless. Miranda has a home. (laughs) Miranda can't stay at her current house, and she's sleeping on a friend's in a friend's converted office. Yeah, like she couldn't live there for like a year. Carrie could just like charge her. She did say that thing though when when Carrie was showing them the new apartment. She was like, "I can I can live here. I'm moving in." You know what I mean? And I'm like Mm -hmm. wondering, like, are they gonna try to do that a little bit? But the thing about her living over at Naya's house, it's only three minutes away from her, her, from Brady. This is true. She keeps her family a yeah. little bit more intact. because she's. And so, and we'll right. see now that Steve is going to Coney, excuse me, going to Coney Island. Is he going to want to go from Carroll Gardens to Coney Island all the time? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's not fun. Right. So right. Move, to Queens. move to Queens, Steve, move to, move to Queens. Um, We're moving. So <laughs> like, the Rockaways. But like, um, I like the fact that they gave her a cat now. Like, I think that there is something it softens mm-hmm. her a little bit. <laughs> her little baby shoe. <laughs> Who she adopted in real life? Did you see those stories? <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, that she fell in love with that cat in real life. She she adopted it, and like it's they, that that that's her that's her baby cat now. Um, she yeah. was hers in real life. Um, which is cute. And then just Carrie's rich. I mean, like, that's the whole thing is, like, she's not really, she doesn't have anything to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she doesn't have much of a struggle, but she is alone, and she's older. And so, like, that in itself is is a struggle. I mean, like, you know, who, your who are you going to share all this being with? old. <laughs> <laughs> and alone. Alone, nobody wants to be alone. It's harder to meet people the older you get, I think. And yeah. And I think that's, you know... Well, that's what makes it safe that she's got this guy who's out there. But like, what are the rules going to be with her and Aiden? Are they going to go back and forth a little bit? Are they going to be open? It's like, like, are they going to just commit five years? We're back together. Are they allowed to do whatever they want? It's not going to be no five years. Wyatt is 16. He's turning. Yeah, he's turning 15. Yeah, like by the time he's 17, he's got a car. Okay, he's got. He has to. He has to keep his prospects good. For just college. wait, because Wyatt. <laughs> Wyatt gives me a little bit of a gay vibe. So just wait until Wyatt comes out and he's like, "Dad, I don't need you anymore. I met Hank." Like, <laughs> <laughs> Dad, listen, I'm going to the Eagle tonight. <laughs> I just feel like by the time your kid's seventeen, like they just have a little bit more independence, and they they're they're they are form. They're starting to make inroads into what will eventually become their adult life. Well, so you hope. And the thing is, is I just have a feeling that that child, I mean, that, that child he read is Gen gay. Z, right? He read gay. He read gay, okay. and I'm gonna stand on it, and I'm gonna believe it. And the thing is, and if they're in Virginia, then he is close enough to DC, so you know he's gonna be wilding out any day now. And so yes. like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna be how it is. Okay. We have to like wrap ourselves up. This has been a very cute little episode. Thank you so much, Agida, for joining me mm-hmm. again this week. You guys make sure that Thank you guys you are for inviting getting, me. 
your Oso Susia tickets. Make sure that you guys are following us. Make sure you guys check, check the show notes. But before we wrap ourselves out, we have to finish up with our crushes. Mm-hmm. So I have to open my thing because I don't remember my crushes. <laughs> like, I know I have notes. My notes say my crushes. My crushes, aka the nouns, the person, place, and thing that you are most into this week. Um, I gotta find it. Okay, what is your person? Um, that actor that plays Toussaint. Oh, name. really? Yeah. You want Toussaint? Um. Yes, because because he was in he's so the first time I ever him Gary Dourdan um he was the the uh love interest for Janet Jackson in the video again and that was like one of my like next to Ralph Macchio it was like Ralph Macchio and then him (laughs) like those are like my yes (laughs) oh my god and that's you know that that whole Janet album that that Janet album I think has influenced so much of my life to this day like from from track one to track end like everything even like oops now sorry I can't go oops now sorry I can't go it was it was like my song I was it's so inappropriate because I was like 13 maybe I might have been 12 I might have been 12 my person this week is weirdly I'm okay. So I wasn't sure who it was gonna be, but then I'm gonna make it this person. It's Chris mm-hmm. Messina, and it's specifically from the Mindy Project. But Mindy Project okay. season one through three. Then and halfway through season three, he becomes very annoying. I'm kind of annoyed with him right now. I'm re-watching the Mindy Project. It's kind of been mm-hmm. my thing. Since I was in New York, I was like, I need to watch something that New York feeling, but lighthearted and i threw that on and it's fucking hilarious but um yeah christmas cena so i'm gonna have to say that from seasons one through three and a half of mindy project okay <laughs> i've never you know sweet. everyone tells me that i remind them of mindy and but i've never watched her show watch it because it's the throwaway jokes in that show that are amazing like that's okay. the best the best part is like the the um there's an older lady who works in the office and she says the worst things, like the most racist things. Like she's, she's like, I hate San Francisco. And all the New Yorkers are like, yeah. And she goes, because of all the Chinese people. And they're like, oh, oh God. Like, it's like those kind of like <laughs> groaner jokes. So terrible. I do not believe that way, you guys. Okay. Don't, don't take that, that little thing. Um, Don't take that sound like an AI, AI me. Okay. Your, um, our person place. What's your place? You know, I really had a magical time with you on Irving Place, and I forgot how much I love Irving Place. I just really love the vibe down there, and I I'm excited to be home long enough to, you know, go back there and like do a a little cocktail. Okay, I'm gonna make mine Gramercy Park then because that place. <laughs> needs me to be part of it and i'm going to manifest that i am one day i'm going to be behind those gates that's why i'm going to start a patreon i'm going to start a patreon (laughs) behind the gramercy gates that's going to be my patreon and it's just going to be about like making money for that um but that's gonna be my place and then your thing do you have a thing this week oh yes i do have a thing this is the same thing that if it's my same thing i'm gonna punch you in the face probably not (laughs) um 
ice cream. Okay. The, the, okay. So there's like the sugar cone, right. Or the, the, what is it? Waffle cone. Mm -hmm. But then there's like the wafer cone, right? Mm -hmm. So the wafer cone of an ice cream cone, like the crisp, like when you get, when you get the, the ice cream flat, like there's no more ice cream. It's just like the, the one, the ice cream that's pooled into the cup part of it Uh and it's flat. And then you get to crisp around the outside, just Mm -hmm. lightly, like, crisping around while it's like a little soggy and very sweet and crispy still oh that's my that's my thing nice (laughs) my thing is something that we enjoy together and i've thought about and it is those stupid phyllo feta oh yeah (laughs) you guys we went to this place pierre lot is that what it was pierre lotte i think Okay, over there in Irving Place in New York City. And it has all these like Mediterranean like share dishes, which is like just perfect. And we like stumbled into it because we like walked around and like really looked and tried to like weigh which which place was the best one. And this one actually Mm -hmm. was the best one. But we had to get two orders of them. You guys, so good. Like, and they like, they really come close to like mozzarella stick issues, like, like, with me and that means like personal like food issues like I could eat it every single day <laughs> like are they on gold belly because I would order some but anyways so with those fila feta cheese sticks they were freaking amazing um okay so that's our episode for today thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of bald and bingeable it has been so much fun we are at like episode like 84 we're getting close to 100 Woo-hoo! oh I know that we're gonna be like I always like we're gonna be more consistent but we have things that are coming up around the horizon that it'd be really really good for the show and then there's gonna be another show coming out you guys that's my my deep tease that i'm gonna give you guys right now but there's something on the horizon it's gonna be fun it's gonna be different and um it's gonna be another friend of the pod where we are teaming up for something so that's a deep deep tease we will get into that very very soon but make sure you guys follow us on all the socials you guys have it in there it's via agatha you have me d'angelo gogo mm-hmm. all the information inside the show notes get into it thank you guys so much for tuning in and good night from the lower level good night from the lower level